matter. We're going to edit it. It's okay. All right, so now we're on with Bianca, CEO of JWO, Jamaica World Organization. How are you today, Bianca? I'm well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, if you just wanted to give me like an opening, introduce yourself to the audience. Sure. Um, well, my name is Bianca Turner. As you said, the CEO and president of Jamaica World Organization, Inc. Uh, we are a nonprofit that spearheads the uh, trying to help the students advance in Jamaica in regards to their education. And you're currently in Jamaica now? I am currently in Jamaica now. Um, currently, I'm here trying to network what little I can do. Of course, there are restrictions here as well due to COVID, but I am here trying to make more networking opportunities and see specifically where the resources can go for these students from our okay. organization. Right. Okay, and then JWO, could you just explain to everyone what the purpose of the organization is? So the purpose of the organization is for the advancement of education for children and young adults in Jamaica through special projects and a tutoring program uh, that we plan on implementing. We were going to implement it this fall into this school year. Unfortunately, due to uh, the COVID restrictions, it was very difficult for us to fundraise, but we were able to fulfill uh, special, a special project. Okay, and just in your personal experience, when you, have you seen any of the conditions of the schools? Like, what is it that uh, really got you involved in wanting to do this? Uh, the conditions of the schools, uh, their resources are limited as far as how much resources the government is able to spend uh, on the students per pupil. Due to that, you have many private schools as well as public schools. So because of that, they're not as uniformed as say in the States, but they do the best that they can with what they have. You mean like uh, the education standards between like a public and private school in Jamaica? Correct. Okay. There, there's a pretty large gap in between that. Okay. I can see and that. that was, once I did my research, that was another reason why I certainly pursued this venture. Mm -hmm. And then the people that are locally in the community, how could they get involved? Certainly, we want them to volunteer if they have any supplies or anything educational-wise, whether it be their time or physical uh, materials that they can give to us. We would love for anyone that's willing to support the cause that we're supporting and work in one uniform direction in executing our vision. Okay, this is, a, as it, it is JDO, Jamaican World Organization. Is there anything that people that are outside of Jamaica can do to help? Absolutely. Uh, technically, where our headquarters is in the United States and Maryland. So our vision is to get everyone who is of the Jamaican diaspora, who supports the Jamaican diaspora, as well as Jamaican natives, to come together in one vision and helping these students advance, supporting the government and making sure that this is, this is uh, the outcome. Even though we're st we started out in the United States, our vision is to grow to both the US, Canada, England, and of course here in Jamaica. 
So collectively we're working still all together for Jamaica to be the center of who's actually getting the resources and support. So basically you definitely want it to be international, as many countries involved as possible. And I know that it's not solely based on uh, being of Jamaican heritage. You definitely want anyone that is interested in helping to help, correct? Absolutely. I know a ton of friends whose family, you know, are from Nigeria, some are from Guyana, and even some relatives who are half Jamaican and half Guyanese. Regardless of who you are, where you come from, if you support this cause, we want you to help us. We want you to join our, our movement, our, our organization, and that way we can all come together collectively to see us all through this journey. Okay, definitely sounds like a plan. And on the, uh, just from what you see now and what could be done in the future, how can this organization benefit Jamaica? Uh, the best way that this organization can benefit Jamaica is certainly by us preparing these students with our tutoring classes and with just seeing them through, through and assisting them. Our final goal is to make sure that they can pass the examinations to advance in their education. So the best way that we're able to do that, as I said, is with the tutoring classes, by being able to, to educate the students of this country, what we're able to do is those students one day will be part of the workforce, they'll one day be part of the uh, entrepreneurship that will continue to drive the workforce and innovation. And in doing so, it's also contributing to the economy of Jamaica in the long-term goal. And I believe that in order for us to continue the cycle of continuing to grow and advance more students, eventually that will set a new standard here in Jamaica. So once we're able to give back, so will the continued generations after us and the students who are coming out of these programs will be able to give back, whether that be through their careers or if they continue with this organization and become part of this organization eventually with pushing our purpose as well because they will then be a result of this organization. I can see that. I've been to Jamaica uh, a few times. Uh, my experiences there were definitely on the tourist side, but I can definitely see that there's a, a major cultural uh, hub of itself. Jamaican culture is kind of confined to the island. I would definitely see how an organization like this can expand the culture to other places and really let people know what it's about. So it's really interesting, but uh, so, uh, so, but when did you actually decide to form the organization to benefit Jamaica? Uh, I, I would like to say it was a buildup. Um, I've, I've done community public service for some years now, and I think it was kind of just everything was perfect timing. And I guess you can say that I did have an aha moment. Last year in August, I came here uh, during independence and we were, I was here actually on another trip with an organization uh, and we were doing a giveaway for some students in Manchester, Clarendon. So while I was there, I headed uh, the spelling bee uh, for the kids. And there was a little girl there about six. I gave her the word complex. And to be honest, I didn't think she could actually spell it. And that was just on me, but I, I wanted to challenge her a little bit. And she actually did it with mm -hmm. absolutely no hesitation. Of course, she took her time and went through it, but she spelled it. And, and I was impressed after that. 
You know, it was just, it was a profound moment for me. So when I got back, uh, the next day I actually did a speech for the Senator Shirley Nathan Pulliam. She's the first Caribbean elected Senator in the Maryland uh, Assembly. And she's actually from Trelawney, Jamaica. So I was really proud of that moment. And in that speech, I actually mentioned, you know, a, a, a song that Bob Marley had done when he said, don't forget who you are and where you stand in the struggle. Mm-hmm. And in that speech, I also said, you know, our generation's yearning for that moment. We're, we're, we're not waiting anymore, but now we're taking the initiative to go and help, just like our elders have. Right. So after that, I went home finally to get myself together. And then I did a lot of research on the education, um, the education and testing levels here for students in Jamaica. And it was absolutely abysmal. I was even, I was even in utter shock. But just to go through just a few of the statistics that I was able to uncover. In 2009, UNICEF did a study uh, and they did a report where they reported that only 45% of the Jamaican students tested the, at numeracy levels. That's less than half mm-hmm. in primary school. And of that, 30, that was 36% boys and 55% girls. There is an impossibility for only 45% of those students to be able to be competitive once they get to high school and thereafter. Right. It's extremely difficult for anyone to be able to be competitive in the workforce, testing at those levels. So for me, it wasn't a call for just action. It was a call to get my hands and feet in this because by any means necessary, even if it's just a few children, it's going to make a world of a difference for them. Exactly. And we're not starting out in the best communities we have to start out where they need help the most. And a lot of these children just simply don't have the access. If, you're, if it's great if you can afford private school and send your children, but if you can't, unfortunately, it is one of those situations where, as I said, they're doing the best that they can, but if we can help, that's what we're here for. We're right. not here to point fingers. We're not here to say, well, this should be done, that should be done. We're solely here to just give back and help to try and boost these numbers up to par to where these students are at a world competitive stage. If they want to stay in Jamaica, that's great. If they want to go abroad, that's great too. Mm -hmm. But by adding and increasing a more educated workforce, easily that's going to directly impact the economics of Jamaica. And that's what we want to do. We want to support them educationally. We want them to become entrepreneurs, career-driven professionals, and even politicians. We certainly want to be a part of that Vision 2030 that Jamaica speaks of, which is hoping that they can be a developed country by that. And that's what we're here to assist and help with. Uh, The opportunity, as I said, was definitely needed to make many of these children competitive. Uh, my perspective, I think after that event, it just forever changed. I began to see the students, you know, as I said, as, as future politicians, that could be a prime minister that we're looking at. And the sole thing that's holding him back is the fact that he doesn't have access to better education, which exactly. I think stifles anywhere that a child is. I was just going to say that uh, sounds like a major 
issue that impacts like the progression of the kids uh, resources and finances. Uh, Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. So once I did my research, I went in and I drafted a startup packet. And then once I compiled some more things with how we saw the full vision with fundraising and so on and so forth, I went ahead, met up with a few other people who were interested, people who happened to be Jamaican of Jamaican descent. And from there, we just kept the ball rolling. And that our first meeting was December 2019. So we've been ever since then been moving at a pretty steady pace. Unfortunately, we couldn't do a lot of the fundraising due to COVID, but we were able to get at least one project done. Okay. And then just to just kind of get an understanding of what it means to, to you specifically on a personal level, uh, what it means to give back. Uh, could you just take me through that? What, what does it mean to you to give back and what would that entail on your part? I think for me as an individual, I think it's extremely gratifying to be able to be a blessing to others. You know how they say the blessing is being the blessing in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And I guess now with doing this, seeing it grow from just a, a thought to now coming to fruition, I understand exactly what that means. Um, you know, the Bible tells us, of course, delight yourself in serving the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And my desire is to honestly have these children step into some more opportunities and for them to continue our organization's culture to always give back. I want these children to look back and say, they came and they helped us. And because of them, I'm able to do now. Mm -hmm. that, that would be my, my absolute, um, my absolute desire in order for me to see, this is where I want us to be. When, mm -hmm. when they say you get to the hilltop, you can finally breathe. That's right. when I'm able to breathe. So if it's 15, 20 years from now, so be it. But it's not until I see that first student walk across that stage, getting their, their college, college uh, degree and say, Jamaica World Organization helped me this. And I'm ready to go back and go help and pull some more out. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So right. that, that's what I'm looking forward to. Definitely. I remember land this summer, by August, I think it was the first, right? You had a donation event? Yes. How, did that, how was yes. the turnout for that? Results, is there any potential coming up events for you? Sure. Um, well, our August 1st event, uh, it wasn't initially supposed to be our first event for the organization, but it, it ended up being that because our, our uh, Easter fish fry actually was canceled. Uh, due to COVID, of course, because right. uh, I, I believe Maryland shut down perhaps maybe two weeks or three weeks before that. And you can imagine our demise. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, we, we kept going nonetheless. Uh, and we decided to do a uh, drive up donation drive uh, on Emancipation Day, Jamaica's Emancipation Day, August 1st, 2020, uh, which was called Project Educate Jamaica. Uh, we collected over 200 notebooks, over 150 reading books, over 400 pens and pencils. Uh, we had over about 100 backpacks. We actually had a small business, a, a web development company, donate several computers uh, to us as well from Maryland. And we were very excited about them. They sent their representative 
mm-hmm. Michael Baker uh, to do the do- to uh, actually make the donation. So that was actually great to have a partner with doing it this first go round as our first event. That we thought it was ac- absolutely major. Um, and we received over a thousand dollars in donations, whether it was through the selling of the um, through the, uh, the the drinks and the food and so on and so forth. It was wonderful, honestly, to see it. Um, we also will be posting some of the pictures once we finish with the second part of the the project, Educate Jamaica, which is actually the giveaway to the actual school, which is Rosewell Primary School in Clarendon. Um, Rosewell, Clarendon, Jamaica. So okay, Jamaica. It's, it's still a second part that's still going to be done in regards to that. Our next event was going to be the New Year's Eve fundraising gala. Unfortunately, of course, due to the rise in COVID cases, we're not probably going to have that, uh, especially with us going into flu season and they're expecting cases to increase naturally due to weather. So we're probably most likely not going to have that, but we may actually start over fresh next year once everything gets up, once COVID gets under more control and we're able to get back to normal life, which I'm sure many fundraisers, I'm sorry, many nonprofits are in the same boat and businesses as well. So we're, we're just waiting. <laughs> Definitely. I actually just thought about an idea you can actually do is uh, if you wanted to do like an online auction or like an online like live raffle type of thing, that'd be like a fun way to like get hmm. people into it. That would be cool. Yeah, I will this. mention that to our board. <laughs> Oops. But final thoughts, is there anything you would like to say like to direct to the Jamaican community at large, anybody specifically, anything? Uh, I would definitely want the Jamaican community to know that we are certainly looking forward to meeting many, many people across the world to see our purpose, to bring our vision to fruition with us and be on this journey. I definitely want them to know that there's much work to be done and we cannot do it alone. I'm personally asking, this organization is asking that whether you are Jamaica at home, Jamaican at home, or if you are part of the diaspora, if you are one of the supporters of the community who are not of Jamaican descent, we are still wanting you to come to action. We still need many volunteers, many teachers, partnerships with businesses and organizations. As we always say, Jamaica to the world. We want everyone who can help to certainly help. Follow us, of course, on on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Jamaica World Organization. We are on all platforms. And please visit our website if you want to register as a volunteer at jamaicaworld.org. There is much work to be done, but we are certainly rising to that challenge. It is not going to be an easy task, but we are up for the challenge. And I just want everyone who's listening, if you can help, please help. If you can't, ask someone who can. All right, Miss CEO, (laughs) Miss JWO. But uh, we'll be putting uh, any links for JWO, Jamaica World Organization, uh, on my pages if you want to check that out. Uh, but Absolutely. No, I, I think we had a great time. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely had some fun with it. Uh, went off script a few times, but 
hey, that's this is reality. Right. Virtual reality. There exactly. you go. Yes. <laughs> All right, but thanks, Bianca. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I certainly appreciate it as well as our organization.